Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to 2023 and welcome into the PHNX D-backs podcast. My name is Derek Montilla. Of course, I am your mayor of 2023. This is my vice mayor of the year, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Derek, 2023 has been very cloudy so far. Rainy, uh, cloudy, very rainy, very cloudy. Although it worked out pretty well because we had all the smoke in the air inevitably after New Year's Eve. And so the fact that it was as rainy as it was yesterday worked out, uh, worked out quite well. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Honestly, I feel like I'm back in Seattle, uh, here in early 2023 <laughs> in, in Phoenix. So it's a, it's a good day. Well, it's funny you say that cause I will be in Seattle later this week. So I'll text you and tell you what it's like. Also metaphorically, I like the idea of it raining, uh, to start off the new year. Like it did. It felt like it was washing away all right. of the, all of the dirt of 2022 and we could start anew with 2023. But of course we welcome you guys in uh, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app, uh, our favorite app of 2023. Uh, and of course we are still talking about the unofficial signing of Evan Longoria by the Arizona Diamondbacks to a one-year deal. Uh, still no official word from the team, uh, but as it stands uh, the roster right now, is at 40. So I'm sure that there's probably some moves uh, internally to be made, some information to be relayed to whoever is affected by the moves. The one question people want to know though, Jesse Friedman uh, is Evan Longoria washed. Are we bringing (laughs) on, are we bringing on another guy who's past that point uh, in his career where he can still help a ball club win games? I mean, it's a fair question, right? Any Anytime yeah. you're bringing in a 37-year-old, I think that is a reasonable thing to ask. There aren't there aren't that many players, frankly, you know, who are still productive major leaguers in, you know, their age 37, age 38 season. That just doesn't that just doesn't happen very often. Um, Every time you say things like that, it feels like a personal attack. I know it's not a personal <laughs> attack. I know it's not. Um, I'm not. Well, you're actually you're age. actually a little bit older than Evan Longoria, Derek. Yeah, so the way yeah. it works is, you know, it, it when you're 37, 38, you kind of you kind of you know go downhill a little bit, but then once you get into your early 40s, then you actually rebound and, and I haven't even begun athletically. Yes, so yeah, exactly. yeah, your your yeah. peak is still is still. Right I'm like a Justin Verlander right now. I'm making the most money <laughs> that I could possibly make in my career, but uh, yeah, no, I mean it is a fair question, like you said, and of course, looking at last year's numbers, there are some things that we've talked about in regards to his ability to hit left-handed pitching, uh, his veteran leadership and his experience. Those are things that aren't really going to 
you know, move the needle probably too much to help this team win. I think that he still has an opportunity to, you know, platoon here and provide the Diamondbacks with, you know, with, with some of his tools that he still has left. Obviously, nobody yeah. has as many tools as Dalton Varsho. Everybody knows that. But uh, Evan Longoria might have one or two left, might one or two tricks uh, left up his sleeve. And I think that that's maybe uh, a, a big reason why the Diamondbacks brought him on here just to kind of contribute in very small ways, but not, you know, be the superstar that he was of the past, obviously. We ran a poll on this over at our, our Twitter account, PHNX underscore D-backs. The results were very fascinating to me, Derek. Uh, really the were. options were, with regard to the Evan Longoria signing, uh, we asked, do you love it, hate it, or meh? Is your reaction just like some some meh. sort of in-between spot? Um, and we got 50.1% of people saying they love it, which is a majority, technically. Technically, technically. Most, most of you loved it. Most people love it. 50.1%. <laughs> Only 2.9% hate it, um, which I, I think is fair. Like, I honestly, I don't really know how you would make a case for that. Evan Longoria, like we discussed earlier, is not really blocking anyone in particular. I think Josh yeah. Rojas is still going to get his at-bats. I don't think Emmanuel Rivera is as established enough in the league in order to really be worried about you know, taking away his at-bats. I think Rivera is the main guy who's going to lose at-bats um, as a result of this move. And then we had 47% of people just say, meh. Um, and, I, and I do understand that. Like Evan Long, yeah, it's hard to get excited about a 37-year-old, right, Who whose numbers were still solid last year, like still an above-average hitter. Um, but he is sort of coasting back toward league average. And, you know, you never know exactly when that's going to come. Sometimes players just have like an immediate drop-off where they go from being an above-average hitter to being just well below average in one season. We have yeah. to consider that as a possibility here, right? Anything can happen. Um, but when I wrote about, um, when I wrote that article about 10 free agents that the D-backs could target, Evan Longoria was one of them. I, I wrote that before this move happened. Um, and what I wrote there is, and, and some people I've seen quoting this around Twitter, um, it, it is a little bit tough to say on paper, how much does Evan Longoria move the needle for the D-backs in terms of like the best lineup they can put together? If you compare Emmanuel Rivera's numbers against lefties and uh, with Evan Longoria's numbers against lefties and then Rojas's numbers against righties with, with Longoria's numbers against righties, the differences aren't aren't huge, right? There's not a huge yeah. difference there. But what I also said in that story that I think is is really important to bring in is that depth is so important. And if you think about the Diamondbacks before this move was made, if Josh Rojas goes down with an injury, before this move happens, Emmanuel Rivera is your guy. And Emmanuel Rivera is not a very established major leaguer. You're you're hard pressed to find another, you know, viable wild card contending team that would be okay having a player like that as the everyday third baseman for a long period of time. So in, in my mind, this just gives the D-backs depth. Even if it's not like, oh, this, you know, they're a way better team. Their best lineup is way better. I don't know if that's the case, but there's more depth here. And that's really, really important for a team like them that doesn't, hasn't always had a great history of having, you know, a good next man up situation where, you know, they always have guys waiting in the wings to take over for, for players who are injured. That's not something they've done very well in the past. I think the idea here is the Diamondbacks, Mike Hazen, they've talked about upgrading whenever they can and say what you will about, you know, uh, Emmanuel Rivera and Josh Rojas. They both contributed to this team. They both had very good stretches. Emmanuel Rivera still only hit 227, 304, 424. 
with this team last season. That's that's what he slashed. Yeah, he he, he did not end up having a very good you know offensive line when you look at it. And Evan Longoria, the the question here is how good is his defense? You know, uh, is is he going to work himself? defensively into you know playing more because he uh you know can play defense well i don't know what he has left in the tank at, at third base that's that's my big question yeah. mark you know i definitely think he will get playing time i think regardless of how bad he is over there at third base he'll still get playing time either as a dh or you know at third but i don't i do think it's it's an upgrade from emmanuel rivera and that's the one thing is is that I feel like it's unfair to act like his performance last season or over the last three seasons, as long as Manuel Rivera has been in the league, that Evan Longoria hasn't had better a better season than than Emmanuel Rivera. So it's not like it's you know it's not like it's a downgrade. It's not like they overpaid for him in any way. No, it, it's four million it's just, is very is a lot lower than what basically everyone had projected for Evan Longoria. I don't right. think you can make a case that's that's an overpay relative to the market. It's, it's just not. And, and you also have the intangibles that he brings to this team. Again, I know sometimes that just sounds cliche, but guys like Evan Longoria that have been in baseball, as long as he has, has something that he can bring to a team full of young guys that don't have that experience in baseball, especially when you just talk about Emmanuel Rivera and Josh Rojas at third base, right? He could be, to a degree, another coach on this team, which right there makes him worth the the $4 million. I mean, I don't know how much he, I, I, I don't know him personally, so I don't know how, how willing he is to take on that role. But I would imagine at this point in his career, he would probably be pretty accepting of that role. And, and that's a great way for him to contribute, even if his performance on the field isn't what it used to be. Right. So I, I don't yeah. know. I don't. I don't see this as being a bad move in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, of course, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, and, and I brought up earlier, obviously, that the D-backs 40-man rosters at, or their, the rosters at 40 men. So uh, who is out if Longo is in? That's the question here. Uh, yeah. They've already let go of a couple of guys. Taylor Widener is no longer on the 40-man. So uh, what do you think a corresponding move might be? There's a few options there, and I, I do feel like the reason that this move hasn't been made official could very well be because, you know, the team hasn't figured out who who it wants to DFA or, you know, maybe they haven't notified that player yet, but they have figured it out. There, there were some logistical pieces to move uh, that they needed to, to get out of the way before making this official and obviously holiday weekend and all that stuff. It's a, it's a bit that. unfortunate of a period, right? Because no matter yeah. what, you're essentially <laughs> letting someone go during the holidays and nobody, no company, no franchise ever wants to do that. It's just part of doing business. So yeah, I'm sure that yeah. they're trying to be a bit sensitive about that as well. I think, I think it's hard to speculate on exactly who would be at the top of the list for the D-backs in terms of, you know, who, who would be a DFA candidate for them. I think Edwin Usida is definitely up there, kind of been a reliever who's, who's bounced around a little bit. Um, I think there's, there's a case to be made that, you know, he, maybe the D-backs don't necessarily need him on this roster at, at this point, though there is some valuable depth there. Uh, Seth Beer, I think, is at least an option you have to mention. Um, you know, a friend of the show. Uh, hard, hard to hard to say that maybe. Derek, Jesse, Derek is showing if that's off the case, <laughs> what am I going to do with all of these shirts, Jesse? Because here's <laughs> the thing is I was going to start selling these shirts places I went. And to be honest, I mean, I might have made a mistake because if 
for some reason, the Diamondbacks should happen to part ways with <laughs> Seth Beer, uh, not related to Seth Cerveza in any way, shape, or form. Then <laughs> I might have myself a bit of an issue with the stock that I have left on hand. Now, uh, I might have picked this up wholesale during the holiday season, so uh, I, I, I don't know, but I hope that's um, for personal reasons, not the case. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, I think JV Bukowskis is maybe on the list too, um, as a possibility. Another, another guy, the D-backs got in that Zach Greinke trade that, that hasn't outside of Josh Rojas team just hasn't gotten much out of that deal. And Corbin Martin, the other, the other part of that trade I think is also, uh, also on the table. I also think Tyler Holton could maybe get a look, but I, I would be pretty surprised if the D-backs went that route just because he pitched pretty well last year. Um, you know, he's a player the D-backs drafted themselves a few years ago. And uh, and and they, they don't have that many lefties in the bullpen. They don't have a whole lot of depth there. So I would be kind of surprised if it was Tyler Holton, but it really could be any of those other guys that I mentioned. Well, we have some speculating to do. I know it's Mailbag Monday. I know we have some questions from our uh diehard fans that we'll get to very soon but of course i have a question for you are the d-backs for sale jesse are they for sale because according to an article from will carroll who typically usually reports more on injury uh related matters when it comes to athletes had an article on under the knife speculating that the both the los angeles angels and the arizona diamondbacks could both have new owners in 2023 now, we know the Diamondbacks aren't openly for sale, and he acknowledged that in the article. But yeah. He also notes that the owner, Ken Kendrick, uh, has been more frustrated with the new CBA lately and has had no luck in getting a new stadium for the Snakes. He suggests that a new ownership group would be more likely to be able to build a new stadium on their own through infrastructure breaks and tax breaks, maybe something similar to what we see proposed with the coyotes arena in tempe where they have like the taxes from the facility go towards paying for the facility instead of taxing you know citizens of the city that might right. be opposed to paying for a new stadium so uh what are your thoughts on this obviously this isn't any kind of news he was kind of you know uh i think he was speculating a bit but it did sound like there was a little something behind this uh, according to this piece yeah, it it's definitely speculative in nature, um, which is why when this story came out, we didn't, you know, make a big deal about it on social media or anything. Um, he put out like a little teaser tweet in advance talking about two teams, you know, uh, that could have some ownership movement in early 2023. Reading the story, it's like, yeah, the Angels, like that's a public thing. We've kind of known about that. The Angels yeah. probably are going to see an ownership change at some point here. Uh, the D-backs are in a very different spot. Like you said, they're not openly for sale. Um, I I think it's pretty pretty much wild speculation that Ken Kendrick is in a position where he's looking at selling the team. It's right. possible. Um, there are some, some valid reasons brought up for that in here. Uh, they mentioned how, you know, Ken Kendrick has had some issues with the CBA. Although to that, I will say he is not the only major league baseball owner who posed pretty much those same problems. He's not sure. really, uh, he's not really in that by himself. And then there is this lingering stadium issue uh, with the D-backs, which needs to be resolved in some way. You don't often see those things resolved by like a change of ownership necessarily, although I that is, I guess, possible, you know, if Ken Kendrick just doesn't 
like the options or whatever. And he's just like, no. you know, I'm just going to kind of make my money and sell this team and, and let someone else deal with it. it it's interesting, but it, but it really does feel like speculation to me at this point and just kind of something to monitor moving forward. I think it might have a bit to do with the sun's change of ownership, you know, and of course it would be hard to not look at, you know, uh, just across the street, someone making $2 billion off of the sale of their team. Right. So yeah. uh, I'm sure if there could be a deal done like that, Ken Kendrick, who knows how to flip, you know, collectibles might be tempted to, to make that move. I don't know. I really don't know how, you know, honestly dedicated or not he is to this team. I'll say this in his defense, I've spoken to him a couple of times and this man loves baseball and he loves the Arizona Diamondbacks. I know he doesn't show it the way that fans want him to show it and open yeah. up his checkbook and spend a, a ton of money. I know that bringing in a guy like Evan Longoria kind of adds on to like the ha ha ha. This is what <laughs> they think is a big move. I think the Diamondbacks are kind of being financially savvy, if you ask me. And I know that that's probably not a popular opinion, but I do think <laughs> that they have... I, I think that they have a good young team and you get into that. My, what we don't want them to do is what they've done historically, where they get close to being good. And then they go get a Zach Granke. They think they're going to be good. They get a Madison Bumgarner. It's just overpaying for a guy who ends up being somewhat of a problem for this team based on what they're paying him versus the performance they're getting out of him. When you have a young team like the Diamondbacks do, it makes those decisions that much easier for you to maneuver when you're not talking about sitting a guy that's making $20 million or more per season on your team and that's something that you just you, you can't just bench him just because he's bad sometimes when you're paying him that much money it sucks but it's the truth right it's a thing that other teams have have dealt with this season it's some of the bad contracts that you can see in baseball currently uh i'll just say though that you know of course there, there are a lot of things probably going on that aren't made public and aren't, aren't aware of and i'm sure that a stadium you know uh has a lot to do with all the issues that are going on right now uh, we talked about the roof and not fixing it before this season. Uh, we know that that's to a degree, you know, of course, trying to, you know, maybe show once again how the stadium is not adequate any longer for a major league baseball team so that they can move. Or like I suggested, maybe it's just a matter of wanting to do all of your renovations at once. Uh, I don't know. This, the, the arena across the street footprint center is beautiful now after the changes that yeah, they made to it, it really is. I think it's an example of how that they can actually make changes to an existing building, make it better without needing to move it or go somewhere else, you know, but those renovations, yeah. those renovations took a long time on that building as well. So it was like done in steps. They added that like first part, the front part first, then they changed the inside a bit. Then they changed like the seating areas and stuff. So it took a while, just like it would with chase field to be done. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you, they do that. Can you speak to I'm curious what you think, Derek. So th this, this brings up, uh, it again, it sounds very speculative in nature, but it says sure. in this article, a baseball person I trust suggested the stadium could go on native land up by talking stick, which is a, yes. lo a location we've sort of exactly discussed in the past. About. In yep. your mind, is that like the ideal outcome? If the D backs are staying in Arizona, of course, everyone is hoping for, I think it's likely if they're staying in Arizona. Um, but they're not staying downtown. They're moving to a different location within the Phoenix metro area. Is that in your mind, the ideal place for them to go? I, I think it's their ideal place to go. I think for them, it brings their two facilities together so that they don't have their spring training facility yeah. in one area of town 
versus another area of town. I think it very much brings an in a entertainment district together, right? You have just like kind of downtown that area over there by talking stick, it's close to being connected, but it's not connected yet. You know, where you have medieval <laughs> times over here, you got like this eating, you know, like food area over here where like white castle is across the street uh, from salt river fields and from medieval times. And then over there on the other side of the freeway, you have top golf and talking stick and, you know, like other places. So like, it's, it's just very close to it being a complete area. You got yeah. our friends at Octane Raceway and Mavericks over there. You have an indoor flight simulator thing that you can, or, you know, like one of those, like, par- you know, like, like you can go and lay on top of a giant fan and pretend like you're uh, skydiving. There's also oh, a yeah. shit to do over there, right? It's called I High still Fly, I think. I still don't understand the indoor skydiving thing. I that don't either so because <laughs> right. It's not like it's not the suspension in the air part that I'm excited to do. It's kind of like the looking at the world yeah. all out of an airplane part <laughs> that would be life-changing to me. So I don't know. But I would never do it in a million years. So maybe that's it. Maybe it's for people like me. I will never skydive. I will never I, I am terrified of heights. When I sit in the back row of Chase Field. Uh, my palms get sweaty, Jesse. I do not <laughs> like heights, so I will never jump out of a plane voluntarily. Uh, put that on record. Like, keep this in case, if case I ever <laughs> fall out of a plane, just know it was not based on my own uh, decision making. Uh, I, I don't know though. I think I like I like Chase Field being downtown. I like downtown. I'm a big big advocate for downtown. I think Chase Field leaving downtown would be somewhat of a problem uh, or the Diamondbacks leaving downtown. I don't know what they would do with Chase Field. It makes me sad to think of them destroying that historic building and putting yeah. up like apartment complexes or something like that breaks my heart to even think about that being a reality. Right. But it is probably the likely outcome if they moved out of there. I just, I don't know. There's something about downtown to me that still is where the sports teams belong. That's just not the case anymore. You know, you're going to have the Coyotes in Tempe. You're going to have the Cardinals all the way out in Glendale. The Suns aren't going anywhere, but, you know, there's a good chance that the Diamondbacks do end up there over on the Indian Reservation. And and honestly, it's it's fine. I think that on Native American land, it's, uh, of course, they they have a lot of advantages. And I think that I, I just... I feel like it's going about it the wrong way. I feel like they need to like have chase field be this decrepit breaking down building, you know, broke down building in order for them to, you know, basically have enough firepower to move. So, uh, I don't know. I I don't care. Both facilities are the exact same distance from my house. If you're asking me from that point of view, so (laughs) I'm fine either way. I get to downtown a little bit faster, but, and that's also where we work. So Jesse, for my purposes, I want Chase Field to stay downtown. That's but that's just because I'm fair. selfish. I'm selfish. Gabriel uh, says in the comments, I would go to significantly less games if they move from downtown. Talking stick is too far for me to go to spontaneously. Yeah. And that's understandable. One, yeah. It's, one, it's, it's somewhat centrally located, but it's not, I mean, downtown is, is yeah. right smack dab in the center of like all of Phoenix Metro. <sighs> I, I want my I want my guys on the west side to just plug their ears really fast, but this is sad. <laughs> it's just it's it's an argument we've had over the coyotes for years, and it's the truth. The majority of season ticket holders and such are in the East Valley. And that's where a lot of the wealth in this city is located. So I think that teams, all teams kind of want to be located as close to the East Valley uh as possible, but 
I'm with you guys. Uh, I like, I like having them centrally located and that seems to be the feedback from everybody. Uh, I just think that there's also history there, right? There's history. They've, they've, they're the only sports team that brought us a major championship and they did it in that building. I don't want that to change. Uh, Mark Solaire says I can walk to the stadium. I don't want to drive. <laughs> Same for us from the office. So yeah, let's go with that. Speaking of the office, make sure you guys sign up for a membership over at gophnx.com. Check out Jesse's wonderful articles. They're always uh, great to read. Uh, if you're a member or non-member, a lot of them are unlocked. If you aren't a member and want to get that membership, grab yourself a diehard membership for 2023. Of course, there's all sorts of advantages. Not only will you get one of these wonderful hats or shirts from the PHNX Locker, every single year you will get 20% off at the PHNX Locker. All sorts of other uh, advantages you get 20% off uh, at, of our wonderful events like our upcoming inaugural tea party uh, with our friends at Four Peaks over at the Dobson Ranch Golf Course. You will get discounts on the entry fee, of course, per person or per foursome. Uh, that entry fee will get you unlimited range balls, a set of rental clubs if you're not bringing your own. You'll also get one free hour of range time and golf balls at Dobson Ranch to be used at a later date. And let me tell you, this driving range is incredible. We will be renting out the whole driving range with our friends from the PHNX Suns podcast, doing a Suns watch party between the Suns and the Timberwolves on jumbo screens. We'll also have mini games. I've talked to you about Jesse beating you in ping pong. I mean, he's just going to, he's going to humble you no matter how good you are at ping pong. Come, come try him. Uh, of course we're going to have contest entries for longest drive, putting challenges, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, there's going to be a free kids clinic for all kids, 10 and under, Let's just have a blast. Let's bring in the new year together. We haven't had a PHNX party yet, so let's all get together on Friday, January 13th at the Dobson Ranch Golf Course. Uh, Big Drive Energy is going to be out there. Our friends from Four Peaks is going to be out there not only giving you beer samples, but they'll have swag. We will have uh, some of our merchandise available for sale as well. There will be food and drink available for purchase as well. So join us out there. It's going to be a blast. Uh, check the link in the description. Reserve your spot now. Or if you are a diehard member, check the Discord for your special special link where you'll save 20% on this awesome event. And of course, if you can't join us, grab some Four Peaks beer wherever you get your beer. Drink one for us. Uh, join us remotely in spirit. And then, uh, you know, have a good time. And of course, must be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks and enjoy responsibly. Uh, it's a new year, but we don't change things around here. We keep things the same way, even though it's a new year, every week is shark week on this show. Every day is earth day. And every Monday we go to the mailbag. Jacob, let's go. My mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go. Wow. Wow. My mailbox something interesting in my mailbox. All right, let's go. First question. What do we got? First question of 2023. Spencer Agar asks, more likely Evan Longoria spends the majority of the season on the IL or plays well enough to be tradable at the deadline. That is bleak, Spencer. Holy cow. <laughs> That's what we're coming out of the gate with at 2023. That's the outlook. Um, I'm going to say C, neither. I'm going to say that Evan Longoria sticks around on this team but does not end up on the IL. Doesn't play every day, but plays enough and contributes to this team and their winning record in 2023. Wink. <laughs> Jesse? I, I, yeah, this is, I, I kind of belabored over this one for a little bit because I, I kind of think both are true, honestly. Like if you look at, I guess last year he, he played 89 games, so he didn't technically spend a majority of the season on the IL, it was very, That's very right. close. It was pretty much 50 50. Uh, the year before that, he played 81 games. Um, I think, like, 
I don't know if you're, it's hard to project a player to be healthy for less than half of a season, regardless of like their injury history, especially when you're talking about a position player. So I would err on the side of saying, I, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be healthy for the majority of the year. As far as, um, as far as, you know, how tradable would he be at the deadline? I could, I could see that. I, I don't know if it's something the D backs would seriously explore. Frankly, I think, if they are exploring trading Evan Longoria at the trade deadline, things have probably gone sort of wrong. That's not the type of piece that's going to get you a ton in the trade market. So I think the D-backs would probably only be making that move if if they were just well out of the hunt and just looking to get whatever they could, uh, which would be bleak. So tradable, yes, but like actually, like would would the Diamondbacks trade him? I don't, I don't really, I don't really see that happening. All right. Uh, Andy Schrant in the comments says, I wish the Rockies would change owners. Well, uh, let me tell you, as as long as your fans keep filling that stadium up, I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon, my man. It's such a gorgeous stadium. It's 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 irresistible. I I don't know how I could stay away if I were in Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) You're absolutely right. All right. What else we got? Jacob. All right. Uh, Michael asks if there were a Diamondbacks players only Royal Rumble, who wins? Jesse, I got this one. I know you want to take lead on this one, but I hope you don't mind if I take over on this. I'll, now, I'll I, allow you. I'll allow you to start on this one. Derek. Jesse does know what a Royal Rumble is. We've discussed that. We got that uh, <laughs> taken out. And I think uh, obviously there's a lot of factors here. Uh, I will say that there are things that you would be looking for as far as uh, why would what would be the motivation behind a Diamondbacks player wanting to win a, a Royal Rumble like this? Right. My only my my only guess would be like it would have to be somebody trying to make the roster. Right. It's somebody <laughs> desperate. It's somebody that's uh, at the end of their rope. Maybe they, they maybe they're out of options. They don't have a lot to go. Uh, maybe they have a lot of experience. Right. Maybe people are taking them for granted. And that's the reason why my choice is Mark Melanson. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> you think Mark uh, Melanson is going to be chucking people over the edge? Yeah, is, that, yeah. is that the picture? No. In your head? See, that's the thing, Jesse. It's not about uh, who chucks the most people over in a Royal Rumble. It's about who lasts until the end. Not only does Mark Melanson have experience lasting until the end, Ayo, but he also has uh, that crafty veteran uh, you know, know-how, right? In a Royal Rumble, there tends to be times where guys will do something like grab onto the bottom rope and just hang out there the whole the whole Royal Rumble, right? That's what I could see Madison or, or, or uh, uh, Melanson doing, just hanging on to that bottom rope the whole time until uh, everybody else gets thrown out. Then when the one guy is like left and it's just him and him, then he gets up, throws him over from the top rope uh, from behind. More importantly, I want to know, Jesse, do you think this would be a great way for the Diamondbacks to make roster decisions? Yeah, I think, everybody, I think it's the only way. I think it's right. the only just way. Everybody yeah. that you have just you haven't decided about, you get them in a ring, you let them fight it out. I like I do feel like there's a lot of qualities that you want for uh somebody, you know, like that you want <laughs> on your team, right? Obviously they're a winner. They're gonna they're they're gonna do everything they can to stay until the end. Uh yes, we're calling uh Mark Melanson in this case prison mark from now on. Yes. Uh but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think all decisions should be made this way. We talked about this before. Maybe a Sandlot pickup game. I don't know. Something. I want something for like uh, the end of spring training when they have like five guys they need to make a decision on. They need to pit them against each other in some way uh, to see who can come out on top. 
I'm trying to think of like uh, I don't know who who would have the optimal physique to be just you know chucking to, people to dominate and yeah. it takes a lot of upper body strength in order uh, to pull that. Are off. we so, are we gonna get into the Josh Rojas Madison Baumgartner thing? No, again? no, I'm not. I'm not no? gonna okay. go there because right. I I don't know if you know th- those two players are a lot of things, but I don't know if you're looking for the greatest <laughs> amount of upper body strength on the entire yeah. roster. I don't know yeah. if it'd be up there maybe, but right. um. Seth Beer, right? I mean, a guy who, you know, if, if he's still on the roster at that point, maybe, you know, he's got he's got something to fight for, so to speak. Um, so I got, some, I got some shirts for the merch table. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, so I, I could, I mean, and obviously strength has never been an issue for Seth Beer. I don't think, I don't think Correct. that's ever been something that uh, uh, people have been concerned about there. Manuel Rivera, also very stocky guy. Um, very well built. So I could, I could see uh, him. Uh, I could see him holding his own in you, that environment too. So, you know, who would have done great if they were still on the roster? Reyes Maranta. <laughs> oh, Reyes Maranta would have been, he would have dominated. <laughs> he would have dominated. They weren't throwing his ass out. He's your last man standing. 5'10, 265, Jesse. All meat. All meat. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. I think that's exactly right. 5'10, 265. <laughs> Good luck getting that bowling ball over the top. <laughs> all right. We got any more there, Jacob? Oh, wow. You're just giving us all of these early on, right? We're just doing all the ridiculous ones right out of the gate. <laughs> uh, Don's bread, of course, Mark, our friend, Mark, uh, Mark says you have the ball from space jam and are able to take powers from one player and give it to another on the D backs. Whose power would you take and who would you give it to? These are like, like baseball powers these are baseball powers yeah you can steal someone else's baseball essence and then bring it over uh to to them uh you know like uh, bring bring their power over to a player on the diamondback so like we're not talking about powers in like 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 power power like Like not the hit tool power no just like if you want to bring their power yes then yes then you can okay right okay like i'm giving shohei otani's skill set to madison bumgarner (laughs) <laughs> just all the way around just, just everything just i thought isn't it is it, it yeah. a one power i thought you only get one I power. Know, I'm ta- no i'm stealing um, i'm stealing everything i'm stealing his entire identity <laughs> and i'm giving it to madison bumgarner not just not just his offense jesse not just his proficiency on the mound no i'm also giving madison bumgarner shohei otani's uh adorableness you know just the way he's this precocious scamp that just loves life so much. Could you imagine seeing Madison Bumgarner like that? That's the guy that I want to see on the mound for this team every five days. Let's go. All right. I would probably say like, okay, so we're not, it doesn't have to be within the Diamondbacks. It could be any player from around the league. I can take their powers. You're stealing their powers and you're giving it to the Diamondbacks. And then he, then that person has no powers left. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. So what if we could take, I mean, I feel like you you probably want to pick on someone on the Dodgers, right? Like take, yeah. take some of their power. Yeah. That's so, a great idea. So what if uh what if we took something from Julio Urias? You know, he's kind of he's kind of maybe gonna be sort of the ace of that staff over there. Yeah. So yeah. so what if we took Zach Gallon already has an elite curveball. So what if we took Julio Urias's elite curveball and gave it to uh Dre Jameson? If oh Dre Jameson had oh that curveball, I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just Let's saying go. that'd be that'd be pretty wild. Because I could give it to like Merrill Kelly, but he already has a decent curveball. Yeah. He's already a pretty decent pitcher. 
But you, I mean, you're talking about Dre Jameson being a, probably an elite starting pitcher at that point. So <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll go with that. Gabriel Ferreira says he's giving out our young King Alec Thomas, Aaron Judge's height. Uh, and then there's another Aaron Judge <laughs> comment from Alex Uzier. He says, Aaron Judge power and give it to Alec Thomas. Apparently, we're giving Aaron Judge's uh, everything to Alec Thomas is what we're doing. And I'm with it. Let's go. Can we just take his 62 homers and just allot sure. them to yeah. Alec Thomas for next season? Yeah. Okay. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Let's do it. Lock it in. Lock it in. Uh, all right. Uh, of course, that's the Jacob's blaming me. He always blames me. See? And that's why. Leah would never. Leah would never is all I'm saying, but uh, she also betrayed us. So don't think I forgot about that already just because it's a new year. Uh, anyway, Jesse, speaking of which in this new year has a brand new place to live. And we are very excited for that. Very excited that that deal is finally getting done. Jesse, what is the first piece of furniture you are going to buy for your new place? Ooh. Um, so I, I'm a big chase lounge guy. You ever oh. had like a chase lounge in yeah. your in your house? Or yeah. I just think they're like objectively the classiest piece of furniture <laughs> that you can put in a household. Um, and this well, place, this place I'm getting, that? it's a, it's a townhouse. It's a little bit smaller, yeah. but it it you know, it, but it's in a nice part of town. So I think having a chase lounge, I think, would really Classic. set the set the yeah. tone. So Classes that's the that's join up. That's what I'm looking for. Nice. I love it. Well, uh, Jesse will be shopping for that Chase Lounge over at morefurniture.com. And you can, too, save big on the best furniture in the Valley when you head to morefurniture.com. Tell them your friends from PHNX sent you. Don't tell them I sent you, though, because, of course, we know about their feelings and and me and office chairs. So uh, and guilty. I deserve that. You know, sometimes when you hit your office chair with a baseball bat, you earn the consequences you get from furniture stores. But. Of course, we thank you guys so much for being here today. Uh, again, Happy New Year to everybody. Thank you for being here in the chat. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live or any of our other shows go live. Uh, and also leave us a little thumbs up. We thank you for doing that. If you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting app, uh, please subscribe to us there. Send us uh, a, a review. Let us know what you think of the show. We always appreciate that. Uh, and of course, we uh, thank you guys for being D-backs, diehards, whether uh, you are a diehard or non-diehard for PHNX. We thank you guys for being here. Uh, Jacob, do we have some more questions? Uh, Gabriel at Bold as Bronze asks, how long of a leash do we give the team if they don't start the year well? Will the difficult April schedule make us feel doom or will we just relax and realize that this team will be forged in fire right away? <laughs> I'm laughing at that will we just relax part, Jesse. <laughs> No, we won't relax. There will be no relaxing. That is that is the one thing we can There's say no for chill. sure. None whatsoever. It'll be a goddamn disaster. We will be ringing the alarm bells and freaking the fuck out is what we will be doing. Uh, no, you're right, though. We've talked about this. We talked about how tough their April schedule is, uh, how tough they have right in the beginning. And then, honestly, yeah. after that, they don't see these Padres or these Dodgers again for months. So I, I think everybody should temper their expectations a bit right out of the gate especially of course this team's still young they're still figuring themselves out so there's a good chance that they end april with a bad record but i'm pretty sure they'll bounce back and i think that's the thing that uh we should probably remain calm about maybe maybe expect them to not do well in april and if they end the month close to 500 you'll take it as a win yeah i think so um yeah and i think it's also important to note that is as difficult as the start is and it is 
terrible. I mean, the D-backs opened the season with 10 games against uh, eight of them against the Dodgers, two of them against the Padres. You really can't get much worse than that. Um, those teams are probably two of the five best teams of baseball, at least on paper going into the season. But as crazy as the start is, and it's longer than even those 10 games, they have a few tough series after that. There, the schedule eases up quite a bit at the end of April and into May. They have like one of the probably their most difficult stretch of the season, followed by their easiest stretch of the season uh, toward the end of April and into May. So uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, I think you're you're going to have to prepare in advance to give the team some leash. And like you said, if they're around 500, you know, in the middle toward the end of April, that would be a huge accomplishment because frankly, they could be a few games under 500 at that point, and they probably wouldn't be playing that badly. Uh, they're just, they just have a, an insane schedule uh, out of the gate, which is unfortunate. I think it feels like past years when the team has been good, it seems like the season starts on a good note. Um, yeah. And, and this year it's, it's just going to be tough for them to do that, but you just have to keep in mind that, you know, easier games are, are around the corner and, they're they're going to have a shot no matter how big of a hole it looks like they're in in April. They're going to have a shot to turn things around when that schedule eases up. And to be honest, you can't really blame MLB because the reason why it's so tough is the NL West is so tough. That's really what it comes yeah. down to. All all teams and they're getting they're getting division. a lot of they're getting like we've talked about earlier eight out of their thirteen games for With the, the season yeah. against the Dodgers. They're getting out of the way in the first two weeks. So. That's not necessarily the worst thing in the world, especially if you're able to, you know, split those eight games down the middle or something like that. You'd probably feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. What else we got, Jacob? Uh, Chris, by the way, we are, we are, and always will be team Marlene. Uh, Chris asks for havoc wreaking purposes. D backs are excluded. You get four moves, trade owners, GMs, or managers from any MLB teams to create chaos and improve D-backs outlook. One swap equals one move. So Jesse, this is a fun game we will play. Uh, I think we should, do we want to do this as a team? Do we want to sure, pair up sure. here and do Let's all do four it. moves? Let's do it as a team. Okay. So uh, I, for one, am taking AJ Preller <laughs> and moving him out of the NL West. I want that him is, as far away. <laughs> so I am moving him to the AL East and making him the GM of the Tampa Bay Rays. Interesting. Okay. Because the Tampa Bay Rays are a team that have been able to find success without spending. So let AJ <laughs> Preller go fucking crazy with that team in that AL East and see what happens. I think that'll be a fun. That's fun. I, that would like be, I said, that'd be a brutal. That'd be a brutal move for AJ Preller, though, going from like a top <laughs> a top five payroll. It's like, wow, I've really gutted here. You're giving me, you know, eighty hundred million dollars to put this thing together. Look, I'm used to having three times that. <laughs> I know, I know he hasn't. I know he hasn't won a World Series with the Padres yet, but it's almost like he won the game, right? Like on a video game where you're like, okay, you won. Now, like, try try playing it again on hard, right? Like that's moving to the Tampa Bay Rays. That's all star level on MLB the show. All right, so you you take the Padres GM. I'll take the Dodgers baseball op uh, baseball operations guy. I think it is yeah. uh, Andrew Friedman. Yeah. Uh, if you're a D backs fan, you want Andrew Friedman out of the NL West as soon as possible. And I think the best way to do it, frankly, is to just put Andrew Friedman on a roster that really needs some work. Right? 
Um, and, and I don't know if I'm even that concerned about it being a national league team where the D backs would still have to play them a little bit. Cause if you put Andrew Friedman with the Washington nationals, they won 55 games last year that it's good. He'll figure it out because Andrew Friedman's one of the best executives in the game, but you feel like it's going to take a little while, uh, for, for that to happen. So, uh, I would move Andrew Friedman to the Washington nationals. Um, the Nationals themselves made some some questionable moves. So if you have their leadership coming back over to the Dodgers for the D-backs, that's uh, probably probably a win at the end of the day. <laughs> I am moving Steve Cohen to the Pittsburgh Pirates. I I also had that exact same move in my <laughs> head. Go, so I'm glad Jesse. I'm glad we're, we're let's on the same go. <laughs> <laughs> the Pirates deserve that. The Pirates deserve that. Like you said. At least we're not getting him out of the National League, which I know that's probably uh, that's probably a bad idea. But still, uh, give 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 it to the Pirates. Let's see what else you got. Anything else? Uh, my, my last, man- oh, yeah, my my last one is a manager. I would I would make Dave Roberts the manager of the Houston Astros. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That one's just kind of that one just kind of yes. picked itself. I didn't feel like I really had to try there, but uh, yeah. Yeah, well, there we go. That's 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 all. That's all we needed. That chaos has been created. Chaos has been created. Although that right. does mean that you know Dusty Baker is is coming back to the Dodgers, and Dusty Baker oh, is a really great manager. So maybe yeah. maybe not maybe not great for the D backs there. But but Chris said for the purposes of wreaking havoc, and I think that would be utterly hilarious. So what would be <laughs> utterly hilarious is how the Dodgers fans would accept that move wholeheartedly. They'd be like, "Hey, wait, what?" <laughs> okay all right we're good with yeah, that Yeah, dave good. roberts we'll is not he's not particularly popular among the dodger no, fan base from no. what i can tell and um, uh dusty dusty wasn't part of that whole situation so the dodgers don't have that hatred towards him the same way they do other players from that same team and era you could say over in houston but all right well i think i think enough chaos has been created uh jacob do we have any more questions all right. Uh, Brett Lee Johnson with our final question asks, what do you think Derek Hall and company would put on the D-backs New Year's resolution list for 2023? I love this question. Uh, first, less bullpen losses. Mm. I, I, re- I resolve for my bullpen to lose less games in 2023. 50% less fat, you know, <laughs> 50% less loss. That's what I'm looking for. I think realistically, like if you were to like actually ask Derek Hall this this question, um, I think <laughs> it is a resolution. I resolve to lose less games. That's a resolution. Um, that's like that's isn't that like having a resolution to like lose weight, but you're not gonna like you're not gonna do, do anything. anything. You're just, you're just to gonna change your, your resolution anyway. is just the result you're yeah. looking for, but none yeah. of the work you're gonna put in to get there. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I think that Derek Hall would maybe say to this question, figuring out the future of the stadium and what the Diamondbacks plans are, their lease goes through 2027. Um, the clock is sort of ticking on that front, trying to figure out what the next steps are for this team. Uh, so I think realistically that actually is something that the D backs are, are trying to, uh, move the ball forward on in, in 2023. I think a resolution would be to figure out a more appropriate mascot. Now, look, I'm not trying to throw any shade at Baxter. He's, he's done what he can with, with what he is, (laughs) but 
a snake's natural enemy is a bobcat, right? Like that's their, their natural enemies in the wild. (laughs) So I don't understand why this creature would be our mascot going forward. It doesn't make any sense to me. It still bothers me. And I mean, this, I'm his friend. Like we're Jesse's seen it. We're cool. Baxter daps me up and stuff. Like I'm really uh, betraying his friendship here. See, look at that guy. Look at him. <laughs> he has no business here. He has no business here. Like I get that he lives in the valley. That's fine. He has no business staying at Chase Field. Let's go. Yeah, I, I I'm kind of with you there. Baxter, is, you know, all mascots are fun to a certain degree, but it it never made as much sense as ideally. You feel like it should. Right. I mean, some mascots are just utterly random. Like they don't. I mean, like, does the Philly fanatic have anything to do with? Oh, don't like, you care? Don't you? No, care. but I'm not slandering don't the Philly fanatic. Him. That's don't what I. That's him. why I'm saying he is the yeah. best mascot in potentially all of right. sports, and yet it the the connection is not wow. necessarily you know grounded in logic. So the Washington uh, Commanders have a new mascot, and it's a pig. His name's Major Tutty, and he's adorable. <laughs> and I love him. Uh, they're the, uh, Redskins so get a, get a cuter, a cuter mascot. Is that, is yes. that the new year's resolution for the team? Yes. Yes. Cuter mascot. Uh, <laughs> maybe if it was the, a little baby Bobcat, maybe that would right. be better. <laughs> maybe, maybe <laughs> being cared for by a snake. I don't know. I like, I need a snake to be involved there in some way. I don't know. Uh, there's, there's a chant going on for rat Leon in our comments and I'm furious about that. No, no rat Leon. Uh, anymore. I don't ever want to see that ever again. Uh, I still kind of blame him for how bad things went, but uh, that's all we got for Mailbag Monday. We thank you guys, of course, so much uh, for your questions. As always, if you haven't had a chance to do so already in our new customer, sign up over at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, download the app, use our code of PHNX, and then place yourself a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game, and you will get $150 in free bets if they do. Uh, that's promo code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for detail. Uh, I definitely made some a little bit of money on the DraftKings Sportsbook just to wrap up 2023. Uh, there were some uh, there were some last minute kind of crazy bets during the college bowl games. Again, if you haven't had a chance to get down on live betting with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, make sure to do so. Uh, the it's not only does it enhance the excitement of of a game like that especially those bowl games that got close but those odds can always change there at the end and you can always jump in on a good value uh, and win yourself some money so make sure to do that uh go on to the DraftKings sportsbook app download uh, and use our code of phnx get yourself some money uh over there there was one last question from our friend gabriel he asks any resolution you guys have jesse mm. any resolutions for 2023 I'm not a big resolutions guy because nah. I've I've tried and and you know inevitably within three or four days of course I I fail and I'm like why did I even bother uh so yeah I don't have anything anything too too crazy um I think I would like during during the the season pulling back the curtain a little bit here the baseball season for a beat writer who is at the ballpark every day and you know I did not sleep much uh for <laughs> for a pretty decent stretch there over the last couple months of the season. So I don't exactly know how I'm going to approach that differently. This is more like one of the results kind of resolutions than yes. like the, what I'm going to do to how get you're going to do it. But you're just going to try to sleep more. I would very much like to not have my sleep scheduled completely torn to shreds uh, when the season comes around. So yeah. we'll, we'll see if I'm able to deliver on that. Uh, 
I I liked the resolution that we threw up there. Be a better person every day. And honestly, uh, there is something about, it's hard to describe this. I know we all do it, but there's something about like where you are nice to people, but then still kind of negative, uh, maybe when you're alone about people or maybe with your like spouse or a friend. Uh, and I feel like that's, it's like an insincere kind of niceness. I think that it's a negativity. None of us need in our lives. I know we all have to vent. I know sometimes we just have to talk shit. That's the way that it's going to be sometimes, but I'm going to try to do that as little as possible. I think that so you're going to, you're going to stop gossiping about me in 2023. No, here's the thing. Saying. It's, <laughs> it's the screaming in a room about you, uh, with Jacob. That's the part that I'm going <laughs> to stop doing when it's two of us alone. And I close the door and I'm just like, Jesse fucking drives me nuts. And then, you know, like he inevitably calms me down with like nice things he says about me, not you. Uh, and then, you know, he makes me feel better. So I'm going to try not to <laughs> scream about you in rooms with the door closed. Anymore. Just scream internally, Derek. Scream yeah. internally. Yeah, exactly. I'm going <laughs> to do that, but, uh, I'm going to just try to be, just try to be a better person. Try to be nicer to everybody. It's one thing, uh, one trait that my dad, uh, passed on to me. One thing that I used to watch him do a lot. And that's one thing that always amazed me. Uh, knowing people's names uh, and just having small conversations with people and sincerely caring about people, even if it was like the cashier at our local, you know, supermarket or knowing all the names at the salon of the women that cut our hair and like just things that sometimes you take for granted because these people, even though you're there in your life, uh, you might not feel like they're important enough to remember or know. And that's one thing my dad was always incredible about was uh was making everybody feel special all the time so uh, hopefully i can do that a little bit better uh in 2023 but most importantly jesse and i resolve to bring you guys the best goddamn arizona diamondbacks coverage that you can find anywhere so make sure to stay tuned right here uh you can follow us on twitter i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman our show is at phnx underscore dbacks but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook we thank you guys so much not only for being here in 2022 but starting 2023 off on the right foot uh literally you're on your right foot left foot's up in the air that's how you start the year. Uh, welcome in to all the jokes that you're going to get. From, it's more dad jokes in 2023 for me. <laughs> but, uh, of course, we thank you guys so much for being here. On behalf of Father Overlord Jacob, Jesse Friedman, and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun. But it's so much more fun when you decide which Diamondbacks player is going to win the Royal Rumble, of course. <laughs>